Hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the wild and untamed lands known only as Internet Land, and welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Now, as any junior adventure kateer knows, for a long, long time, there were no women on the Jungle Cruise. Well, I, I mean, women were allowed on the ride. Like, it wasn't like they didn't let women on the boats as guests. That, that just would have been crazy. But a female skipper? That was unheard of. There was no way that could work. They are not funny. They cannot be taught to use our language and our human tools. Women cannot be skippers. Then in 1995, that all changed. Skipper Sue Barnaby became the first female skipper, and the world as we know it was forged in a fiery pit of Promethean metal and made into the Jungle Cruise of today. Now, that's the story. It's true. The end. So, since the start of the Tales from the Jungle Cruise project, it was always my intent to have Miss Sue B. join me on the podcast, and we are joined by the ebullient and entertaining Tim Meltriger. Uh, Tim was a skip too, has some great stories to share. It was my pleasure sitting down with these lovely folks and hearing their stories. This is part one of two, so make sure you check back with us next week for the conclusion of this great time. And as always, please join us over at Facebook, facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S. And if you enjoy what we do, make sure you throw us a nice comment on iTunes. Those comments and ratings really help us get new listeners. So, here we go, everyone. Season 3, Episode 5, an episode we could only call Tim and Sue's Great Adventures. the Larry King thing and, you know, just kind of prompted it when it needs to be prompted and, you know. Because I noticed, by the way, there was, yeah, you did you did kind of like a proper introduction of the first one. Yeah, and and, it's, and it hasn't been that way. I kind of just roll it in loosely because, and I'll say, you know, that it's Tales from the Jungle Cruise, but I do a, a pre-roll intro that I tape so people know about it, so. That Tales we, from the Jungle Cruise really only works on the page, though, you it, know what I mean? It, because well, it's, it's a, the spelling pun. It is a spelling pun. Uh, it's also a. It's also a cruise. C R E W S. Yes, but under, we're talking about jungle cruise. Yeah. <laughs> but by not I see. by not using you have to. Okay, it's a visual fun. But by not using their terminology, it keeps me away from Disney legal. So oh, so um, you do that from them. From the there's Disney there's a couple legal. things that I do. I I don't um, I don't make any money off this. I. Uh, Shit, like, I'd like my $150 back then, yeah. please. <laughs> I, I do occasionally accept donations for bandwidth to cover my costs, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't do any advertising, don't make any money. For me, it's an oral history of the ride. It's sitting down with people who've worked it, and, uh, you know, I've got some some people on the development side that I'm working on getting. And So now that you've done so many of these, has there been any kind of, like, kind of general picture that you've gleaned? Sort of like 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 consistent themes. Oh yeah, no, there's there's a bunch. One of the big things is that you know everyone gets their summer, and that the people who try to go back later or all that are always disappointed. That's you fascinating. Know, you have you have your it's kind of like high school. Well, but you went back twice. 
I, I did go back twice, and it, the second time was not as magical as the first time. But it was still good. I still, because it was relatively close. It was only a couple of years worth of a gap, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same thing. I mean, it's, you know. Um, but yeah, no, there are definitely some themes, you know. So what's the, what were some others? So thematically, again, the first yeah, time is the greatest The first, one. the first time is your thing. I mean, there's, you know, it's like you, it's like your first girlfriend, you know. You know that it probably was terrible with the, the you know, looking back in history, but you, you accept it and you go, okay, you know, I had a great time, even though it probably wasn't. Um, you know, I think that working at, at Disneyland is you get out of it what you put into it. You know, and there are people who are going to go with lousy attitudes and, you know, who are negative people who come out with a lousy experience like and a negative Sue, experience. Like Sue. Mm-hmm. You're just describing mm-hmm. Sue, basically. Well, everyone who works with her will tell you the same thing. I, negative, negative. I, I, have heard, <laughs> I have heard nothing but blowing things about this lady. I, oh, no, I don't know what oh, you're... terrible to work I don't know what you're talking about. I've heard nothing but glowing things. Right. I personally I, I saw could be to a... it that she was fired. Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw it too, and I marched right upstairs. I said, you've got to fire this person. You slashed my tires so I'd be late. Yeah. Yep, I chose bad songs for you of Rockapulco's. Mm-hmm. I was the one who sort of like spiked the salsa over there with whatever mm-hmm. it is that gave us all diarrhea. Yep, yep. That would be called mm-hmm. the, the, the salsa. Not sure, but I remember Rockapulco's, the by the way, really well. I remember we used, to, we used to be able to sort of like go over there and like pull out the drawer. And yeah, out. you could pull out your own chips. How'd I miss all why the did anybody, Why didn't anybody even work there? I mean, we did all the work in there. We did. That and Hojo's. I don't even know Hojo's, that bar. Does that even still exist? No. You know, the other place I remember is the uh, is the top floor of the Sky Room. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, the Grand you Hotel. Could, under it, you could drink without an ID. It's fantastic days. That's yeah, spectacular. They tore that place down. Yeah, everything's been torn down. Yep. Well, and, it's, and everything is now going up because <clears throat> they have 14 hotel properties being ground broken and open by 2016. There's a huge expansion in Anaheim right now. Huh. It's, it's where, where are they going to put all those people? I was at the park today, by the way. You yep. might be interested to know. Okay, I'm Did very you go on interested Jungle to know. I went on the Jungle Cruise on Sunday because my boy wanted to go. My boy Chuck is five years old. He's going to be six, and he likes the Jungle Cruise. Which why wouldn't he? Because the Jungle Cruise is great, and it is completely singular. Yep, and um, it has stayed. There's nothing like it. Yep. Um, um, however, I, however, I'm not as rose-colored about it all the time. Um, you know, nostalgic about it because we did work with a lot of tools over there. You couldn't wait to get the hell off that attraction. Well, no, I think that there are two kinds of Jungle Cruise skippers. And I just used the word skipper, so now I'm in the zone of the Jungle are you in the Cruise zone? Okay. C-R-E-W-S podcast. Um, because there are people, I suspect, that who, are, who are like you, who's, who like really dug the Jungle Cruise and could take trip after trip after trip. Mm-hmm. You worked with dudes like that who were just like, oh yeah, you know what, you can bump around, I'm going to go ahead and go. Sure. I'm going to do this for like two hours, I'm going to do it all, I'm going to do my whole shift. I, there were even a couple of people like that who enjoyed it like that. And then there are people who sort of like were like, um, well, they were like government workers, they were like union laborers. Yeah. They knew exactly how little they had to do, and they made mm-hmm. sure they did no more than that. And they were mad at you, and they accused you of maxing, and they were terrible spielers, and... And all those things, but I was sort of like more aligned with the people who really dug doing because I enjoyed doing. It was a little bit of like a well, personality-wise, you seem like that's kind of a. That's only because I'm very drunk right now. Okay, <laughs> that's excellent. Well, that's that's the way I go through all my games. That's... <laughs> very drunk, right? Woo! Yeah. yeah, it's the salsa. There's something in that salsa. Is that what it is? Yeah, you spiked the salsa again. It's, uh, it's chipotle. I can't pronounce that word. Chipotle. I can't do it. Yeah, well, try it. Even, uh, no, try I it. I refuse. Chipotle. So, um. 
Didn't they do Jungle Justice anyway, when I, you were I, there too? I, I was going to say. Enjoy, what I'm saying is, I enjoyed working on the Jungle sure. Cruise. I mean, I, I didn't mind working it. It was a grind, as everyone knows. But you know, it was certainly no oh, it's, worse. It wasn't as bad as like Star Stinking Tours. Well, or, see, I didn't like, know anything. Small Stinking World. God, I hated those attractions so much. She's saying stinking twice, by the yeah. way. What's, what's the profanity policy on uh, the Jungle we Cruise are, we are podcast? Why? I actually, I do. I, if it's too if too much, I'll explicit label it for iTunes just to be so, safe. Well, stinking. I didn't so use the. So I, watch your mouth. But it doesn't. But it doesn't matter because no kids listen to this because this would be boring as all hell for them. This is. Um, I, I mean, those tomb rides like Indiana. I didn't well, want to be on opening crew, I and I got want, stuck. Yeah, and that's why, why that's how that? the jungle. I didn't want. I did to. ride Indiana today. Oh, you did. Yeah, I did. When it first opened, uh, new effects, new. Someone told me that they've redone some of the. They did. They redid the Eye Mara. of Mara. When you go, there's like blood running down her face. And oh, then, lovely. And then, uh, yeah, it's very, it's scary. And, uh, and then there's, um, uh, yeah, there, there's a cockfighting section of it, which is really weird. You like go into this room and they're having they like cockfighting. No, like pe- not oh, like penises. okay, got it, got it. Like 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 it's a Santa chickens. Ana type cockfight. Roosters. Oh, got it. Yeah, it's weird. I made forty two dollars by the way. Was that bets. in the movie? No, I didn't think so. No, anyway, so could've there's been, a cockfighting could, room. Could have been in that one that wasn't the first three because we don't actually say that there was a fourth movie because there really wasn't. But you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good for, like, the first five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And then there was the whole refrigerator thing, and then uh, it went... So do we, yeah. do we do we make introductions on the podcast? Yeah, let me, like, we can do that. We can... I figured we'd roll into it. Because I'm sure anybody time. who's still listening wants to know who the fuck we are. Well, and so, yeah, I just said fuck right there. That's my favorite it. word. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I said cunt before, and you like that I one, I do too. like that. That's a terrible word, but it, I do enjoy it at yeah. the same time. It's a pointed certain, word. But certain people deserve it. Well, I wasn't like being specifically. You You're yeah. just kind of an Anglophile, and they like that word. So I want to make sure. Is Tim Meltrigger? Meltrigger. Tim Meltrigger. Yeah. I was. I was right. I worked at the park from '87 until '95. I, I came in the summer they opened Star Tours. Very cool. And I left. When did they open Indiana Jones? '95. See, that's weird because I would have actually put Indiana Jones before that because I remember when they were hiring people to 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 open Indiana Jones, and I'm like, "There's no fucking way I'm doing that." No, and that's what I said. And I said, and then they said, "Oh, by the way, you're an A. You're going to have to open." I said, "No, you did that to me at Toontown. I don't want to be on that ride." And they they forced me into it, and that's when I said I'd gone to Florida with Mark Elliott on a risk management thing for the week, and I got to stay with him for free. It was risk management safety. Um, really interesting. It really was. But anyway, they had women on the Jungle Cruise, so I came back and I said, so they have girls on the Jungle Cruise in Florida. I don't see why we can't have them here. Have they always had women on the Jungle Cruise? No, there? no. They had just started it. So, And then the next thing I know, Paul Pressler decided, like, Joe DiGuardo, blah, blah. Anyway, the next day, me and Joy. I said, oh, who do you want to train with you? I said, Joy Bass. Yeah, did they pick you guys out because you were funny? No, it's because I made a stink about it, and the next thing you know, they said, okay, prove it. So they trained me the next day. But we worked with a lot of women also, you know, because by that time, the areas had merged, and we'd been the whole west side in 95. Mm -hmm. And, um, although, when did they start using women on the Jungle Cruise? 95. Okay, 95. There you go. I had to get out of the tomb. That was why I quit. And then then Joy Bass wanted to learn canoes, so that was her in on the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, but I mean, among the people we worked with, you and Joy were like the funniest. And Laura, the funny, Laura, and Laura Huff too, right? Yeah. Among the funniest women who had worked there. Um, um, like Annie Bastudic didn't do the Jungle Cruise. She wasn't oh, funny. Oh, no, she would never do that. <laughs> right? Never, never, did they, never. Did they, did they pick you guys out because you were funny? Were you handpicked but, or, or not? No, we were handpicked because we were called. I mean, I'm not kidding. The next day. Uh, they so said, wasn't, come wasn't in. much handpicked. It was, it was almost like they were calling your bluff and being like, okay, go Pretty ahead much, and do it. Pretty much. the next thing you know, and then when we got trained, then. I was off the, I'll never forget, I was off the day and they called me at home and they said, um, 
the news is here. They need to interview you. And by the way, did you see the paper? And I said, no. And I was on the front page of the LA Times. <laughs> and because I had come in and taken pictures and stuff. And I was right. just like, an, oh, dear. And then they did a whole thing with when we got, we did a narrations and we got Phil Griego and some people trained on storybook land. Now, for the record, by the way, the LA Times story had nothing to do with the Jungle Cruise. Sue was at a crack house when it got broken up. It was a great big drug bust. <laughs> And she actually was like in the they tied that into yeah. They always tied into Disneyland somehow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. you know, the only way I could work the Jungle Cruise was being on crack. You know? <laughs> made it more fun. Yes. Which which and that was early in the crack cycle, because that really was I mean it's obviously much pre math. And I was really was, thin. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Great yeah. times, good times. And I could get um, through the cruise. I could do so many trips. Yeah. You just, they, they, were, they all ran together at now, that point. Now, here's my, but my other question always comes to me, which is like, you could ask Laura Huff this as well. It's just like, so yeah, fine. You got what you wanted. You got on the drug cruise. Was it How worth you it? like me now? <laughs> well, and that was, <laughs> like, what, that was what Laura said, was that, you, you know. You got to be careful what you wish for, Yeah, right? because there were, there were some people who, uh, uh, who did it and loved it, and then it became a little bit of a monkey's paw a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got the wish. By the way, he got a full introduction, so I'm going to give you one oh, so you okay. don't feel, uh, Sue Barnaby. Um, and Sue, uh, you, you were there from, you said earlier, but we weren't. Yes, tell us about your we were recording. When did you, Sue. when did you start and when did you leave? <laughs> 1980 to 1997. 1980. Hired in when they were closed Mondays and Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Right and after private John, parties. Right after and, she shot John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. No, I was actually, alibi, that you know. night, I'll never forget, it was a, one of the Christmas parties and, um, we had heard that he'd gotten shot, and my friend George Trulinger, who's a Jungle Cruise legend yep. as well, I just remember he was just so devastated he had to leave. He was very How about that? So you actually were working there the night he was shot? I was in as a guest. We had the, It was the employee Christmas party. Or, or cast member. Sorry, Christmas or party. Were you employed? I don't, okay. No, I was employed. I was employed, yeah. but we, that's the night we all got to go in, and I remember I was oh all God, hearing it, sad. sort of just so sort of sad. like gave yeah. a, uh, you know, it was very sad that night. Um, so I, you, we kind of touched on this earlier, and I'm just going to kind of, you were looking for ground rules and things. I'm not a Disney apologist. I mean, I'm not like a rah-rah cheerleader, bring out the pom-poms kind of guy. You know, I, I think in doing this for so long that, I, you know, some of the languaging that they, they use kind of sneaks into my conversation because it's easy to have that as a connection point. It's, it, yeah, it's by, term yeah mm-hmm. but it's by no means a, I wouldn't call this a pro-Disney podcast. I, I would call it a bunch of people who used to work at the Jungle Cruise shooting the shit and telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the original intention was just, there's so many great stories about it, and there's so many fun people who've worked there that, you know, why not just sit down and throw it onto an audio side of things and put it on the internet and, you know, uh, just kind of have it be a fun experience. Let and it circulate forever. Yeah, absolutely. Well, did you Our see afternoon here at Rubio's Fish Tacos. Yes. <laughs> in Fullerton. That's where we are. Um, <laughs> So if people go back in time, now they can identify where we were at at this time. And This used to be used aircraft when I started yep. at Disneyland. Oh, interesting. Um, right. I, mm-hmm. I used to manage the, that building right over there for three years. One of the great Fullerton companies, right? Like mm-hmm. the Hunt's Ketchup. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and like Nabisco and La Mirada, but it's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we digress. You know La Mirada well, is still, Spanish JPL is still around here? The Mirada. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank yeah. you. No, I don't. No. Uh, but I think JPL is still up. They have something in this area. But yeah, I managed that Barnes & Noble for three years. Lovely. I was there for some time after my Disney experience, so mm. it's one of the few Barnes and Nobles left. I know. You know, misconception there. I mean, uh, Borders Where? obviously is all entirely gone. Yeah. Um, but Barnes and Noble, they've they've closed about ten percent of their stores, but they're still very vibrant. 
I mean, that's, you know. Well, I'm glad there's some left. I like bookstores. Yeah, I actually don't think in the Orange County side. They have they psych books. Any. That's what I was going to tell you. They yeah, have I don't think they're psych- did you, did you, you found the they psych do, books? They, they were right next to Ian Rankin. The psych they do novelizations. The yes. Psych novelizations. There's another one called uh, Psych's Guide to Crime Fighting for the Totally Unqualified. Oh, nice. Man, I wrote it. Did you? Yes, I did. Oh, we'll have to look Good for that. Book, yeah. There are only like three in there. I think they were co-wrote that. I co-wrote that book with a guy named Chad, who's a totally cool guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, the thing about the Barnes & Noble is that Barnes was a nice guy. Super cool guy. Noble, Noble is a total fucking yeah. dick. You know them? And oh, you would Noble. Think, yeah. <laughs> you would think with a last name like Noble that, you know, it wouldn't be ironic, but yeah. it turned out... What a dick that guy was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has right, nothing getting to do back with the that. Jungle so, Cruise. So yeah. 1980, Sue. Well, I was going to say, did you ever, since you're like a Jungle Cruise well, super guy, did you ever see the Jungle Cruise movie that we made? I, I didn't. There's a few things that I'm, I, I caught like the 84, like the LaBambi video that was out there. I have no idea what that is. Um, like a lot, a lot of the banana ball stuff. The oh, stuff banana that was balls. Shown, the oh, stuff that was, yeah. The stuff that was shown like Mr. Bill balls. goes to Disneyland, yeah, yeah. the poor I've quality seen, on 8 millimeter. Yeah. yeah, that was, was that Jeff Rhodes? It might be. I've actually, I'm talking to Jeff about having mm-hmm. him on, on okay. the podcast. Too, oh, he so. know, he's a wealth of knowledge. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of the things from the different eras, but I, I, I have not seen the Jungle Cruise movie. I've heard of it. Yeah, that was, like, the first big one. I know they did a big Thunder movie, Tom Meslovich and Paul Collier mm-hmm. and Jerry which, Whitfield. Which now is going to be on ABC starting in... Uh, is it? I thought that movie, I thought that's not going to happen. Did it, did it go out? Is it about how many uh, crashes that train had? No, 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 no. The whole idea of the Big Thunder series. I, well, the, the Big Thunder series, like, the mountain is magic. Well, that's what the it whole was, it was the premise. People. Oh, it was supposed to be more as, of a, as it should. It's a little bit like Deadwood meets Once Upon a Time. All right. See, I was going more for a Briscoe County Junior meets Lost. It has Would kind have been of where like I was a sci- it has kind of like a yeah. sci-fi fantasy element to it. Briscoe County Junior was way underrated. It was a good good show for the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. No, it was uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met Bruce Campbell once. I did. I mistook him for David Naughton. Oh, that's not. Yeah, I did. How did you confuse those two? Oh my God, no! This is a humiliating story. It is. <sighs> I was drunk, and I was at a. I was. It was at like a party, and it was like. Then I, then I found Bruce Campbell, and I was being introduced to him for the first time. This when he was on Bird Notice. Yes. Okay. And I was being introduced to him, and I like. I'm like, oh my God, I love you, man. <laughs> I thought it was David Naughton. Oh, shit. Brilliant. And then I and then I like cited him in American Werewolf of London. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally I, wrong actor. But I'm not good with yeah. like actors and actresses, so um, that, that's my only excuse. It's kind of like color blindness, but it's you know yeah, it's actor blindness. Yeah, actor. Blindness. Anyway, let's get back to the general. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. You know, I did write it on Sunday. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I just interrupted you. Asked well, if that's I was all right. On, yeah. I was on it on Sunday. Okay. And it was notable by the way to me because I'm totally taking this back on track. Yeah. Did he like? Did they? I'm doing this. Do they do stops or do they go nonstop and stuff? Because I know, like Storybook Land, they make it so it's nonstop now. They don't fly stop. Through that damn they thing. don't stop. Um, 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 the thing that was, it's always interesting is I'm always I'm always listening for kind of like the way the the the, uh, the spiel fluctuates in terms mm-hmm. of just like how contemporary it can be or how themed it has to be. Because there were times when, and this I believe there was Spiel Academy. Do you recall this? Some of this stuff predates us having women on the ride, but there was a time during my tenure on the Jungle Cruise where they actually had Spiel Academy. And Spiel Academy was where they put, took people up to the Adventureland Conference Room, which was right above the Riverbell Terrace, where sometimes we would sleep on the table during the fireworks. But when we weren't there, the fucking steel drum band was there. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, and they would, uh, they and guys like guys like Jim Mathis would talk to us about spieling. Okay, and Mathis, by the way, was was was, was a, a, a spectacularly talented 
college professor who actually had studied Rio acting. And he's, and he's, yeah. yeah, he's still there in the he's theater department. There. And he was always... <clears throat> and he was always like Mac McNabb, where he was like one of those guys who kind of like was... He was switched on. I mean, he was fused. He knew You knew you were actually getting like somebody who knew what they were talking about, talking to you about Spieling, and that perhaps you should listen. Um, and that was Spiel Academy. <coughs> but the time was then that we had to be very, very um, 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 per the theme. Yeah, adhering to the theme. 1930s. Yeah. <coughs> See, it's funny you say African Queen, because I always thought it was like... Uh, uh, was a uh, uh, um, there was like a Doctor Livingston, I presume, type thing, right? Um, although I always thought it was more like Heart of Darkness, right? Which is like this horrible story of Africa. And, um, anyway, so <laughs> right? Do you see? I have no idea where plenty, I'm going with this. Plunging right. in the darkness. Because <laughs> it's true, you think you're yeah. getting African Queen of the Tapas, but you actually get Heart of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, but then the theme had the, the venue of the spiel had to be very, very themed. It was still all about timing. Mm-hmm. And um, um, and that's what he was trying to teach, but we were still having to be themed all the time. Well, and you were you were you know, we were talking about <coughs> the reoccurring wow. theme. I got chips in my throat. Do you need water? I'm choking. Okay. Uh, and you put more chips in your throat. Uh huh. Okay. That's why. Well, that's gonna fix it, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah it okay. takes it in chunks down. So, um, you know, we we're talking about the, the the recurring themes. One of the things that that I have noticed in talking to skippers all the way back to the '60s is that that concept of the training on spieling rotates through about every six or seven years, and the adherence to the script being a little looser or a little tighter <coughs> rotates through. Because when I started, when I did my um, I'm good. O- sure? okay. O2 to O3 kind of era, it was a very it was a very loose script. I mean, mm-hmm. it was absolutely you know you wanted to stay relatively. In well, yeah, the pendulum the pendulum is yeah. swinging. Oh, was it, yeah, and it point. does have. I mean, right now it is you know. So tight that you know the the ducks aren't allowed to fart in the jungle. It's, I mean, well, that wasn't my are... experience actually. I wrote on Sunday, and the guy was like making references to things that were contemporary. Okay. And uh, maybe it was a woman. It was a woman. Oh my oh. god! No wonder it was so terrible. <laughs> she had a brush. <laughs> she, she had facial hair. I don't know. Funny. It was confusing. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, and she was making like contemporary references. Truth be told, she wasn't really all that great. But uh, I'm not one of those guys who gets on and wants to critique the spiel because the fact of yes, the matter you is, are. no, I'm not. All because right. you know what? I wasn't always good. In fact, I was rarely very good. Um, <coughs> you know, you had a, yeah, you, you're having a bad day. You're getting maxed on. It's just like your throat doesn't work. You got chips in your throat, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because you're eating chips on the boat. Or you're really angry because the gun doesn't work. Yeah. Right. You're just like because because remember the 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 the, the jungle cruise spiel had an arc. It was yep. supposed to tell a story. Yep. And the 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 crescendo of the story, the zenith, as it were, mm. okay, was the was the hippo pool where you shoot the gun. And uh, sometimes you would like, you'd go for it. You would commit yourself to the script. And um, right, you know, I make you want want to. Yeah, I want to cough now. Okay. <laughs> we are experiencing chip in the throat related technical difficulties. Please stand by. Was a making, point. It yeah. was. No, there was a point. You were, you were getting to the climax of the theme of the attraction. That's it. Yes. The climax. And the hippo pool. Which, by the way, again, her spiel Sunday, yes, it's true, it happens frequently. Her spiel 
may not have been good, but there may have been any number of reasons why she wasn't good. At least for me, she was bored. To it tears. was aggravating. She wanted to go home. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. And it's well, it's, it's aggravating though when you would get to the hippo pool and you're like sort of like you were going for it. You're owning the spiel. You're like I'm going to do this whole show envelope. I'm going to do show. I'm all show. I'm going to follow the script. And then you get to the hippo pool and that fucking thing doesn't work. Oh yeah, with jams. That gun, that thirty-eight. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, and that, by the way, is the biggest or, boner killer ever. Yeah. Uh, at least for a Jungle Cruise Well, they skipper. took him away for a while, didn't they? Yep, I was there during the, the era of no guns. Uh, as I have stated before... Well, now, what prompted the era of no guns? Uh, well, there was a group called People for the Ethical Treatment of Animatronics. Uh, that had uh, you are kidding, us. right? You're no, kidding, please tell right? me. Yes, I am kidding. That's okay. Oh, good. thank God. I was going to say... Well, I would they, they had an issue with us firing fake guns at fake animals in a fake job. No, you didn't fire them at them. You warned them. When yes. I was there, it was the warning shots. Even that was bullshit, yeah. though, by see, the way. See, you needed took, to shoot at the hippos. Yeah, yeah, well, when they took the guns away, we just fired <clears> out Now, they didn't get mad when I shot at the natives, though. They didn't like that at all. Why not? They just didn't like that. Well, also because that the acoustics make it sound like there's gunshots on Main Street. Uh, when you fire anywhere but the hippo pool, so it could be no. Bad. You still hear you them still on hear Main, Street. Main Street. Yeah. They're not as um the. You can always hear you, a breakdown you ammo. The licorice. You had the you had the black and the red. Yeah. We just uh they just have brass now, and it's a lighter um, uh, a lighter charge. It isn't as as powerful of a shot. So you you can hear it from you know the Esplanade and from Main Street, but not the way. Not in the parking lot. Not in the parking Wait, lot. Wait, there is no, parking, no parking lot, lot anymore. anymore. Sorry. Would... What's the Esplanade? That's that space between the two parks. Isn't it? It, it used to be. Isn't, that, isn't that a tasty Mexican treat? It's a street it's, near it's, my it's house. Empanada. No, it's, it's, it's empanada. No, it's, it's, it's Spanish for la morada. I don't know if you knew that. La morada, which is Spanish la, for the morada, as you know. Yes. Also. Oh, God. Um, uh, what does La Habra mean? That's La Habra. Yeah. Don't you know any Spanish at all? What's the matter with you? You live in that town your whole adult life. I know, and I know nothing. And we all know ah. San Diego, the whale's vagina. Correct. So, you know, right, right, right. Which is close to Escondido, which is related for is with Dido. Oh, I like okay, that. So there you go. There's your little Spanish class Spanish podcast fans. Enjoy that. That's yes. from Tim Meltreger, Spanish yes. speaker. Yes. So the um, and former skipper. Yeah, I don't know that I ever set up an, a story arc in particular when I was when I was taking trips. I don't know that that was, you know, a strongly established. I know that when they had the the phase in with the narrations that was program, me. Um, that that was. So that was more of a story. What? It's the only thing that saved me. Why? Because did you, I did didn't you have character? to. I mean, did you go character driven on that, or when you were doing your? No, we stuff? just did. We just got. We just liked to spiel and took our time and had guest interaction and had fun, and the the counts were terrible, but we didn't care, and that was the whole point of it. I mean, we had candy, we had tampons on the back of the boat to make sure the water level was okay. <laughs> what was the tampons function? I don't know. When <laughs> it got to a certain level, you well, we like we like feminine maybe? protection, so we wear them as earrings on the storybook, <laughs> and then on Jungle Cruise you tie it to the boat and you'd let them like drag, and you'd see. That's really funny. We did, and then Joe Baca would be like, "The water level's going down. We need a price check on aisle five. <laughs> That's really I don't funny. know. It's a silly feminine oh. protection joke. We used to do Kotex. We'd put our name flow and red lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> and then if they'd fall so off. It's be... so inappropriate. <laughs> totally. But we had fun with narrations. And yeah, we... they were, they, we just got into the stories and we made it a better guest experience. And the only reason I did it with a really good group of people and we did it mostly because, um, we couldn't stand being in the draw anymore. Mm-hmm. And those were attract, other than, Jungle, kind of, but like Circle Vision and Storybook. I mean, if I got to stay there forever, I was happy. Yeah, I loved them. Circle Vision was the best. 
Yeah, so I found out, by the way, from well, the podcast that Laura Huff's yes. mom worked Circle Vision. She did when yep. it was Bell Systems? I guess so, yeah. yeah. I loved the Circle Vision, which, by the way, I, I saw you on Circle Vision towards the end. Yeah. I came to find you on Circle Vision. I walked back in. Oh, yeah. I walked in through the exit of Circle oh, yeah. Vision. But I remember I loved Circle Vision because I loved the fire truck part. That was my favorite part. Oh, yeah, that was the America the Beautiful when they brought that back as an right. anniversary thing from 1963. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well, it ran all through my childhood also. Yeah. I loved the fire truck part. That was my favorite. Where the fire truck goes through New Orleans, wasn't it? No, it's San Francisco. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. See that area. So, yeah, it's New Orleans. Yeah, uh, that's the horse-drawn carriage. Yeah, part, was Circle Vision so. part, of the, part of a rotation of any kind? No, it was just its own, it world, its own world. And we had a bicycle that you could ride around <laughs> in, like, that hallway behind, which used to be, like, the PSA and Eastern Airlines display of flight attendant yeah. uniforms. There's a hall. It had, <laughs> which, like, this, 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 when you'd go into the big waiting room, the big room, that you wait in. Yeah. They had like this whole wall at the time with these glass, you know, the pictures. Mm-hmm. And behind the hall was a walkway for the cast members to walk through so they could get to spiel or do changes. And they had a bicycle in there. The maintenance guys had it. During um, changeover, we would take the bicycle and just <laughs> ride in circles for no reason <laughs> right whatsoever. But it was so much fun. Oh, funny. The Yeah. Um, yeah Tomorrowland is always the realm of bad sponsorship deals. Because I, there no was way. Some, Goodyear. Come on, come on. Goodyear had the people mover, and I love their well, little yeah. their, their little yeah. animated yeah. dioramas as you as you rode the escalator up to the people mover. Yeah. Yeah, but then you had, loved those in, interventions when that you know SAP sponsored for a while. Who the hell knows what SAP does? Um, but they, they they always had like who the hell cares about interventions? That, I know you got to go back in time to the good sponsors. Well, no. I mean, you had Bell Telephone, and then it turned into Eastern Airlines, I believe, and then it was PSA. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about America Sings and who sponsored America no, Sings? No, I don't care about that one. I, it was Circle Vision only cared about oh, that and Rocket right. Jets and Mission to Mars. They didn't have a sponsor, did they? Did you have a? Is it true, by the way, that you, it's about time now on the podcast that you <laughs> actually reveal to the world your thing with Mr. Johnson? I what is that? How far Johnson. did you? How far did you let him? Let, how far did you I go tried. With him? He just was really just. He was cold, cold and, and yeah, he's just, he wasn't a very nice man. Unapproachable. Do you think mm-hmm. he was actually just closeted? Because it wasn't okay for him to be out. That hair, time. I think the hair, yeah. everything says it all. I think he was closeted because there were a few people that went in there and tried and I think they were. But what about the dudes though? That's what I meant, the dudes. Yeah. Oh. Well, luckily his closet, you know, rotated 360 degrees on a regular basis. Yeah. So. I always thought there was something up about him. He gave off a vibe. I love Mr. Johnson though. Because <laughs> he could explain to you zero gravity. <laughs> Well, they're astronauts no, in you know, outer what Mr. space. What Mr. Johnson explained to me that launching a <laughs> spacecraft is like is like hitting a golf ball hard yeah. enough and strong <laughs> enough in California, okay, to make it through a, the oh, window of a moving train God. in Florida. Man, that but, shit stays with me. Yeah, that's a that was a great attraction. Okay, no, we're off the track though. of like uh, it, doesn't, it, was. it doesn't have to, to work. This it was all, well. To this, this all makes. I mean, this is all you know because. No, I don't, I don't imagine anybody's going to be listening at this point. But getting back yeah. to the Jungle, jungle Cruise, Cruise yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. But two years later, they they've proven me wrong on that mm-hmm. point. So I'll. When you talk, when you talk out. about like the arc of it, I think that probably like speaks to the fact that at the risk of uh, of sounding like a total narcissist, but we're talking about me right now. Yeah. Um, um, I really kind of like believed and believed in the whole arc of the thing because the Jungle yeah. Cruise is and, ha- and has been for me kind of like a perfect attraction. It is because it's totally singular, as I said before. Yeah. There's nothing like it. But um, 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 just like everything that eventually gets ruined, so does the Jungle Cruise, too. And it's yeah. funny because when I hired Ian in 1980, and that was like way after whatever, the 70s, you know, obviously. But that was the attraction that guys wanted to work. That or canoes. Yep. Or the, I mean, and that's where girls would always go and try and pick them up. And that was like the sought-after attraction. And you had to be a certain look and have a certain 
flair to you to even work it. So it was like really, really different back then. You just didn't get thrown into the Jungle Cruise. I asked for it specifically. Oh, you did? In my interview. Because because a guy you may know named Steve Lieberman. Oh, yeah. He actually um, he actually had told me, because I went to high school with him, and said, you got to come and work with me at the Jungle Cruise. So I went in uh, for my interview, and, uh, and I asked for the Jungle Cruise specifically. I should note as well, just before the interview... I did sort of like the Fonzie hop over the fence of 20-minute parking, walking into the admin building, and I destroyed my ankle. Oh. And I got hired for Disneyland as my ankle throbbed and swelled. Oh. And then after that, I got hired, and I immediately went on disability. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you claim that, that during the interview that, that you were injured? So No, no. In fact, I think I wouldn't have gotten the job if I had cried like a little baby, but um. I was in excruciating pain. So you are really a good actor on that one. So, yeah, So yeah. on your first day of work, you were like, oh, my ankle. And back in those days, they'd hire you with two guys. With two, with they, they, you'd, they'd interview with you yeah, with two three, people. Well, yeah, and they, they still, three of us. there's still the three-person interviews. That's still the... Okay, well, here's, here, here's, here's why the guy next to me didn't get hired, is because um, um, Meredith, the interviewer, and I remember her name specifically, she asked the guy, she asked me what, what a word to describe me, and I, well, I can't remember the word was. Narcissistic. But the guy, yeah, that's it. The guy next to me, he actually, she says, how, how would you describe yourself? And so she goes down the line and he says, well, I would say I'm multifaceted, which is a totally good interview question. Yeah. Answer. I'm sorry. It's a good interview answer. And so she's like, oh, interesting. Okay. And then she turns to the third guy and she says, hey, by the way, so what, how would you describe yourself? What word would you use? One word. You got one word. He's like, yeah, I would say multifaceted. <laughs> he said the same thing the I guy take, in the middle I said. I take direction well. Like, oh seriously. You just like repeated the guy. He didn't get the job though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that, that's another one of those thematic things is that um, a lot of the people that I've talked to, we'll wait for this motorcycle. I don't understand why motorcycles have to be so loud. Loud pipes save lives, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, know this. Is. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not as loud as some. No, yeah. Some of them are. Um, but yeah, I, the another one of the thematic things is that a lot of the people who seem to have um, internalized jungle a little bit were people who went in and asked for it at the interview. A lot, of, a lot of jungle people were specifically, they went to work at the Jungle Cruise, and we really couldn't think of any other attractions that people did that for. Well, that was Steve Lieberman made me do that. What about Ken Dustman? Wasn't he Dustman actually, you know what's funny is Dustman actually went and worked there um, because I told him to. Oh, okay, see, so it's so, like, so, yeah, it was sort of like the past. Mm-hmm. Bucket. Ken worked there for one summer. Ken was the, ba- was the bassist in the band for a number of yeah. years. Um, still is, I guess. Kind of. You would know. In a manner of speaking. Yeah, anyhow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, So, the, but but speaking to the arc, getting back to the yeah. whole arc, I think is I was kind of like a little soldier. I believed in that whole the whole idea because mm-hmm. I thought it was such a great ride. See, and I, and I, I would love for there to be a, a more, rather than a random collection of jokes, which is kind of what it seems to be at times, where it's just, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke. I like the concept of there being a story. You know, that that's, you know, one of those, you know, fundamentals of the, the Walt Disney concept is that there's stories behind everything i'd much rather see you know a big story and i of course i have to follow all this stuff but uh tokyo just is in the middle of rehabbing their jungle cruise and they're getting rid of the jokes they're cutting back on the actual humor part they're putting in a, a is it because japanese people aren't funny i was gonna say are they funny I don't, do they, do I they don't get it how is that translated they're not funny yeah uh, right. But they're they're putting a soundtrack that's like a Indiana Jones, John Williams track on the boats, so that as you're going through and they're having this adventure with you, they're kind of turning it into like the Indiana Jones ride on water. 
Um, but they're pulling the, the humor side of it down. It'll be interesting in two or three or four years if that trickles over to to any of the, the U.S. Does it parks. cut down labor? I think that's part of what it is, is that they're, they're not I mean, somebody's got to drive the boat still. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Well, they still yeah. have someone up there, and they're still, they still spiel it a little bit, but it's not the level it's currently at. Uh, you know, I, it's one of the things, since you were saying you just were at the park you know, this earlier morning, yeah. this morning, um, one of the questions that I think we've gotten great traction out of is, do you think that at the 100th anniversary of Disneyland, is the Jungle Cruise still there, and do you think it looks like what it looks like today? Why don't you take that one, Sue? I, you don't have to answer. I don't really... Well, they revamped it. What, was it 95? 95, 94, yeah. 94, 95, when they right. made it into the whole African Queen type theme, which is like originally what it was designed mm-hmm. to be like yeah. for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, and you're right, the Livingston, Dr. Livingston. Yeah, I I'm only saying that because the, uh, the Bengal barbecue used to be called Sunkissed, I presume. Good <laughs> uh, <laughs> times at that Sunkissed, sun I, I presume. presume. All right. Best donuts and, and free hot dogs oh, if you actually knew the girls who worked there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ice cream bars were delicious. Totally right. Yeah, I presume. Yes, I presume. And the juice. Um, yeah, anyway, back. I'm going to say unequivocally. I'm going to say absolutely. Yes. I think so too because uh, that be is the one attraction. Like I was heartbroken when they took out that treehouse and made a stupid, stupid Tarzan thing. What the hell? Why are, are you heartbroken? The treehouse because was the Swiss polka. Is like the I know theme it's... song to that to me is Adventureland. I did my time at that treehouse. Me too. You know, and that little like cummerbund and dress and stuff. And um, cummerbund. I don't know. No, you wore the muumuu. No, there was a time where you wore the dress. If you look at my Facebook, you will see photos of the muumuu. No, of the little dress that we wore prior to the muumuu. Prior, it was like in between muumuu. When I first started in 1980, it but, was but, but, in the rotation, and then it became. Out of the rotation, and we had they found the, the old costumes that once went with the treehouse, which were actually from Fantasyland, I think a food location. So mm. they had us wear that. It was like a Pinocchio. The guys wore these Pinocchio outfits with a big blousey shirt and stuff, and the girls wore the cummerbund with a skirt and knee socks and big blouse. It's fun though. <laughs> but then you spent eight hours a day waiting for a certain lead who wasn't on union business to give you a freaking break because you mm. were dying over mm-hmm. there. Mm. You'd call the jungle. I need a break. You know, mm. so yeah, it was a long. Ex- but the Swiss the jungle Kapolka, dudes then break you? Yeah, one of them would come over and break us because you know so and so was busy. Tom Ravenscroft was busy <laughs> doing union business all the time. Right, right. Oh, God, the Swiss Kapolka. I love that tune. Yeah, I know it goes through my head sometimes when I can't sleep or when I've been drinking too much. Yeah, yeah, same thing. So I was really heartbroken when they got rid of the tree because to me, Swiss Family Robinson was Disney. Yeah, and it was like it. You know, that was just such a cool treehouse. When I was a kid, I'm like, going, oh, I want to live there. And then, you know, working it wasn't quite as, you know, didn't fulfill my fantasy. But, um, I don't know, sure. just no, ripping no. that down and making it a stupid Tarzan thing. Well, yeah, but, it is pretty awful. But let's go, I mean, you know, if you look at that era, you know, that you were there with the, the Toontown, you know, changeover, you know, that whole thing. Don't but, even go there. Well, no, but the, the reason why I'm asking is... There's no shade in Toontown. That's the thing that bothers me. The 80s, the 80s side of Disneyland, you had still a point where, you know, you had dead days and, you know, closure days. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wasn't the, the media mogul mecca company that they no, are now. not at all. Did you see going into the Eisner era that there was a different attention paid to the park, that, you know, that it started getting cleaner, nicer, 
that, you know. It wasn't that it got cleaner and nicer. It was that the film distribution got better. And I mean, I think they knew what they were doing as far as film. And I think Eisner and Wells were a good team together. Yeah. But once, once Wells passed away, uh, I, I, Eisner just, yeah, it was time for him to go. Well, but you mean, and that was, you know, 89 was Little Mermaid, and then you get into, uh, well, it started with like Splash. I mean, that was one of their big yeah. launches. And I mean, when went, yeah, with I mean, you had the, the Ron the Miller years, which was, cr- I mean, Island at the Top of the World, really? Yeah. Have you ever sat through that? No. Try it. Yeah. It's painful. I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, they were bad movies, see? Well, in the 70s, you had Condor Man and then The Blue Black Bears Hole. Ghost. No, you know, I. The black hole. The black hole wasn't bad. Max Million Shell was in that. Uh, and the seventies also had the seventies also had, uh, had 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 the Apple Dumpling Gang. Hello, oh, and the God. Witch Mountain movies. Oh, dear God, and Loved they were them. so and, bad. And, and have the, you Cat watched Cat them lately? Cat oh, really? Space. Ken Berry, come on! I loved that movie. Half Matter okay. Space was a great. Movie. Anyway, so moving on. You didn't like. But, the, yeah, you but, didn't like those no, movies. I liked the Abyssinian cat in it, but other than that, the movie sucked. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yes, you were at a point You're where dead it was kind of like those, it was like a, it was like chips don't, on TV. Don't, don't I do all me. those bad TV shows too, but we this, watched them. This is over. I don't want. Okay, talk all right. <laughs> God. Anyway, he, they. Re, I think they they revitalized the whole industry yeah. to make money for it, but it kind of got a little bit. And then Paul Pressler was just... I don't well, but then you had, you know, Lion King Parade and, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that were coming out of that. And it, it was a... Obviously, they were, they were integrating those things in there. And I think that, you know, you had movies that didn't have the, the public consciousness, like Swiss Family Robinson, which was a great movie, but it, it didn't have, you know, that recent fresh feel to it. I mean, Johnny Tremaine. Yeah. Those are great films. They're great films. I love Johnny Tremaine, too. See, exactly. Right. Well, we were having the discussion that Bedknobs and Broomsticks the other day yeah. has some of the best Disney music ever, mm-hmm. and yet it's, you know... Sherman Brothers? Sherman right? Brothers. Yeah. Well, now, and we're not saying Bedknobs and Broomsticks is better than The Lion King, are we? No, 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 no. Because The Lion it's King kicks ass. It's yeah, so Lion, Lion, King, Lion King, so King does the kick. They yeah, they, they both kick ass. Yeah, it's, they, different, it's different ways. We can't be like... They're all animated, yeah. Those new movies are good. Mm-hmm. For the most part, until they started getting sequelitis, but you know, it well, was... but those were straight to DVD and nobody saw them. Yeah, Your yeah, no, and there were some, there were some, some misses and hits. I Pocahontas isn't one of my favorites. I mean, there are some that aren't. Yeah, Pocahontas is too much about the polemics. Uh, there's too many speeches in that movie yeah. about like the environment. And then you have Hunchback, which was amazing but hugely underrated. Mm-hmm. I thought I Hunchback was Hunchback was beautiful and one of the yeah. best. But I mean, I've seen I the Hunchback. I know the I know the story. Yeah, but anyway, last but, one I saw was the Beauty and the Beast. I think it was the last one I saw too. I hate to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was the one in New Orleans? The new one, uh, Princess and the Frog. That's the one. Princess didn't and the Frog. Didn't see that. Didn't see that one. I've 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 missed a lot. And you might know that we don't really watch a lot of Disney films. I, yeah, that's okay. No, I'm we not. really don't. Well, let's talk about I'm, the I'm, Cruise. I'm more. Right, let's I'm go back more to the for you. Okay. Good. I'm more out of anime like things like Tron and things that you know that. I like crime TV. British. <laughs> we can right. talk. Anyway, so, and, what, yeah. why, and why the hell was Copper canceled? That's what I wanted. I didn't like that one. Because no one understood no, it. I didn't understand that either. It was like American, really, on BBC. It was killing me. Yeah. I tried. I did try. What's okay, the so. difference between working Storybook, the Spiel, the Spiel Ride, and working the Jungle Cruise, the Spiel Ride? They're both Spiel Rides, so right? Jungle so they're Cruise, not different, No, are no, they? they are different. Because, like, to me, like, there were people that hated Storybook, and which was great for me, because when I got a week on Small World, I could trade. Because you liked Storybook, didn't I you? I love Storybook. Now, Storybook, to me, was... Was it, was it the was shorts? Relaxing. The blue culottes? Yeah, you got, you got a nice suntan on certain parts, uh-huh. you know. Um, <laughs> uh, but, no, it you could just get on there and have, like, a nice 
ride, and you could do minimal spiel or maximum spiel. You didn't have to be funny. You could really get into the whole stories and talk about, if people were interested in the um, the plants, shut up. No, I'm just plants little, out there, but there was talk. one joke. Remember, there was the joke about Never Never Land. <laughs> Why it's called Never oh, Never Land? Because you can never never go there. Because we never never, never take you there. But the problem is that that got taken out when they brought in Aladdin, and uh, uh, right. not Aladdin. I'm a sorry, little uh, Little Mermaid, and it became the Grotto or whatever yeah, it was. Ariel's I forgot. Grotto. Yeah, I forgot. I helped rewrite that spiel back then. I don't remember half of it, but um, you could talk about all the you know the topiary and the bonsai plants and I got to know all the plants so I could you know dish about those and and you could stop and you could talk to people and then people but I know lately like they can't even stop it's like forbidden and it's like what's the point of that when people want to ask questions now with Jungle Cruise you're constantly in and you're in the front of the back of the boat in Jungle Cruise you're in the front of the boat constantly like driving the boat and having to be on and kind of be witty and tell that story and you know yeah but I mean my my best Jungle Cruise trips were always When I would have a little, you know, eight-year-old girl at the front of the boat or whoever it is and sit there and actually have a conversation. And I, I, there were times that was better than telling jokes. Yeah, because you could talk, you know, you could talk to it. people and you got into it more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and I, there's yeah. still a place for that. I, I just think it's a different, you know... I don't know. Sure. Let's see. The, one, one of my one of my motive, not one one of the things I wanted to do when coming here is sort of like I'm sure a lot of people remember the Jungle Cruise very nostalgically and yeah. very very fondly. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a tremendous amount of fondness, but but still, it was. Such a job, right? And, and it's such a, a grind. And it's just like the gun. Your hand is smelling like the gunpowder all the time. And the vending machine's not working upstairs. And it's freezing sometimes. It's raining. Right? When or it's raining, hot, it's terrible. And, and you're waiting for that guy to come back from his break. And he's late. And he says, oh, I'll get you next time. I only had to sometimes wait while the person walked across the, 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 the stones behind the Tahitian Terrace. Mm-hmm. Also, because mm-hmm. you were supposed to keep the theming. No one could know that there was a break room where we stored the boats. Yeah. Um, you know, there were just so many kind of like, you know, rules and regulations and things. I mean, again, it was a job like, like any other, despite the fact that you were doing a job that was unlike perhaps any other job. Cause look, I worked at the Hallmark store. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I worked at like... the Christmas tree farm. Okay. Wow. And I worked like at, like, like at the question shop where they, where, which was where like they a would marketing, question re- you. it was a marketing research place. I see. And so the Jungle Cruise was way better than all those things, but still, I mean, a job is a job. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, um, I, I think there's some people that really love it, like you said. Like people really go in and really enjoy it, and they love to go in there every day, and it's like their life. Like Don Bobs, who's a legend as far as the Jungle Cruise and his, uh, I don't know, his personality. I don't know how to explain him. Um, but he's like one who just every single day, he 13 years he loved the Jungle Cruise, and when he got taken off the Jungle Cruise, it like destroyed him. So when he... You know that was his because thing. it's a special place. It's it was a, a special place, a, and a, he loved a, it. And then, yeah. but he, nowadays, with his the way he is, is um, and the way he would have spieled, uh, he probably would be in Disney jail or have been yeah. had several complaints against him without even meaning to be like that. But he comes across as very odd. Well, like, and there, there were <laughs> and during that time. There was this, there's a skipper uh, who was there with me named Maynard. Oh yeah, Maynard. Oh, yeah. yeah, we know Maynard. Maynard. And Maynard, when Haunted. they when they landlocked him, because he knew like, "Honey, I Shrunk the Audience" and Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and you know, Opera he's, House. He's still there. Yeah, he, oh, he's still there. But he, you know, when he had to make his choice about where to go, he stayed in Jungle. I mean, that was his one. He liked the and acting, they, the whole thing, and right. he he was really creepy at Haunted Mansion. He was always in character there, and it's like <laughs> totally. Maynard, it's time for a bump, you know. And he's he like in still character in character, and it's I like saw him Jesus. In character. I saw him in character oh, yeah, at so. great moments. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Yeah. What is he, Mr. Lincoln? Uh, yeah, no, he's not Mr. Lincoln. That's the thing, but yeah. he's trying to upstage Lincoln. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting him. guy. He was in narrations with us, as yeah. I recall. Um, there was a guy named Dave Casella who was in narrations, too, who 
Who had a? I was in narrations. I should know who he is. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you? I don't know. God, it's all blurred. He's not part of my clique. Um, Who do you remember as being a really good spieler? In my day, uh, sorry, were you a really good spieler? I think I was pretty good after. You know, after what? Practices. After like you smoked some weed? After back I, in after I channeled, <laughs> channeled all the old timers or something. I don't know. Um, I did okay. You did okay. Um, yeah, I was okay. There were times I forgot. Like one time we went back to the park, totally lit. Uh, Ed Cunningham and Karen Bradshaw and a couple other people, and we decided to go on the Jungle Cruise, and it was really dead. And we said we wanted to spiel, and then I completely blanked. I couldn't remember the spiel, and so Ed Cunningham. I can't got, remember. So Ed Cunningham got up, and he just did the spiel, and we were laughing our asses off That's the whole funny. time. You say you never forget it, I but totally I thought I would. But I, like Storybook yeah. and Circle Vision, I could go right back into. But for some reason, Jungle Cruise. The only part is I remember is like you know, my name is Lot of Top. I'll be your skipper and guide for the next, you know. <laughs> and it takes a while for people to get the Lot of Top joke, and yeah. I think I got in trouble for that one. I don't remember. I I forgot. I've forgotten all of it. Yeah. It was always the. Uh, do you remember it? I, I do. It's kind of like um, cool runnings with the Jamaican bobsled team, where they practice in their sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. It just got so ingrained for me that I don't know that I remember word yeah. for word. It was ingrained for well because you probably switched it up for sure. Yeah, but you know, it's it may uh, may have been more recent in my memory. You're good pal, Keith Nicholson. I loved his spiel. I thought he was, was a he funny, funny spiel. He was funny. It's been years. Yeah, it's been many, many But, I mean, years. Ed Cunningham was one of the funniest that I did been on. Um, George Trulinger, yeah. Darren Daniels. Um, God, who else was really funny? Um, oh, Bo Burnett. You couldn't beat Bo Burnett. He was like an... I mean, he, I did, he did things that you just couldn't do now. I mean, I just remember in the morning, like, he'd have the big thing of coffee on the front of the boat. And he'd be not until he had his cup of joe in the morning, <laughs> you know, before he'd take off. Oh, I wish. Those were, that would have been a good... And just unloading, he'd... Hike up his pants and, you know, right there, the package, and he'd be like, you know, helping people out. I, I don't know. Well, there's that, that I don't okay. know, it's just easier because, I, I don't know, it was a kinder, gentler time because it was also, in, like, when I was there in the 80s, uh, a lot of fun with, I mean, there were just so many good people on there. I mean, yep. but you could get away with a lot more because you didn't have the technologies you have, have now and you can get into as trouble, as much trouble. Well, we also had friends in guest relations. So anytime a guest complaint would go down there, this is what I was on shooting galleries, oh, which sure. is across the way. Yeah. And they would like throw out the complaints, especially for Bo because he was, gallery. yeah, he was dating the tour guide down there, which became his wife shortly after. But, um, yeah, a lot of those, which is kind of, well, it, away. it also wasn't lawyer Palooza back then. No, it was not at you all. Know, I mean, it's not like it is now where they have to, you know. They did hide out in the jungle, though. Like there were certain supervisors that yep. would hide out in the jungle cruise and like make sure that they were spilling correctly. And it used to be funny, and, like John. Or make sure they weren't having gunfights. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tell your gunfight. No, I He's totally a- got pop for having a gunfight on Thanksgiving. Me and Ron Fisher, the back in the old days, by the way. And if I, you're gonna have it, that's the day to have it. Yeah, right? exactly. It was just before Thanksgiving, and uh, and Ron and I had decided we were gonna have gunfights. So we were in boats next to each other, and um. Um, we did. That two or three times we actually had them. Well, the, the fourth time we got out to the uh, the African belt, we uh, loaded our guns on each other, and uh, sorry, we emptied our guns on each other. We looked out, and sure enough, there was Buddy Hand right there. Buddy the Hand. Buddy Patrick Hand mm-hmm. trying to not trying to totally effectively like nailing us on the gunfights because you were still you were not allowed to do that at the time. Right. And but of the course, guests now loved it. it. The guests mm-hmm. did love it. Yeah, they wouldn't love it so much today. If you yeah. took out your yeah. gun and decided you were going to empty it on the other boat. If you're going to, you know, drop, you know, six rounds off each boat or, you know. Yeah. And it was the case that uh, that M. Patrick Hand did nail us, and uh, we went upstairs, and, and Mike Hageman um, um, suspended Ron and I. We found out later, by the way, that Larry Camel mm-hmm. 
who is also, by the way, we're working on getting him oh, on the okay. Good. Well, maybe you Larry, can get I, him to explain why he tattled on us to Buddy I, Hand and got us suspended Him of all day. people, for I God's no sake. I yeah. with Larry. Larry liked me. I liked Larry. But for some reason, he decided he wanted to rat us out that day. He may have had a thing with Ron. I'm not sure. Don't a lot know, of people had a thing fact, with Ron. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is... Larry told Buddy that we were having gunfights. We weren't supposed to. Buddy walked all the way out to the veld, caught us, and we went upstairs. And when I think about getting suspended, which, by the way, to me, as you know, as I had said earlier, my adherence to the Ark and my kind of like allegiance to the Jungle Cruise kind of like betrays what a what a what a perfect little soldier I am. Sure. Um, um, so getting suspended was a very big deal to me, and so I got popped. And uh, Mike Hagman, you'll appreciate the story too, because Mike still works there course a good guy good supervisor mm-hmm. among the many many middle managers i had mike hagman uh, uh, remains just like probably the best one of course and he's still there i mean i don't think any Special of the other events, yeah. yeah i don't think any of the other ones are there i don't know if uh, i don't know if uh, if, 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 if uh, shoulder who's shoulder pads yeah if, if kim was there oh no she's not there anymore okay uh, her hoyness yeah yeah and yeah. like sparacio randy sparacio no, and uh and, and marty van Voorhis. no marty's yeah. somewhere else see no, these were all middle managers my favorite my favorite of my managers that i was there with middle managers worked you know in the 80s on jungle which was dave atkins oh yeah dave yeah, yeah i remember dave dave uh he was the 90s is he 90s? Yes. Well, the, what I'm saying, though, yeah. that the point of the point of this story is that Mike was an old timer by that time, certainly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the whole getting suspended procedure was designed to humiliate the cast member. Sure. I don't know if you've experienced this. No, but it is. When you do get suspended, the supervisor walks out with you, goes yeah. to the men's downstairs, watches you take off your clothes. Okay. Put your regular civilian clothes on and then they walk you to the border outside of Harbor House and and they say goodbye to you. Now, See you in three days, yeah. It's absolutely designed to humiliate the cast member. You're mm-hmm. literally disrobing in front of the person who's busting you, okay? Well, Mike Hagman actually sat across the desk from me and uh, me and Ron and, you know, Ron, I, I think that Ron did make like a piss poor effort to try to get out of it, <laughs> which of course is ridiculous because we have been caught red-handed. Yeah. Um, but Ron did it with humor as he always did, and Mike's just like Mike's just like, yeah, you know the way out. Yeah. Mike did yeah. not walk us out. Mike had the foresight to know that these are people actually can let's maintain their dignity. They're just stupid idiots, and they just got busted doing something. Give me your ID and out the door. Give me your ID. Come back in three days. But now wasn't a lot of that that mentality because there was a lot of ex-military who'd been hired into. I can't speak to that. Because someone had told me that was a big thing in. Like early '80s, mid '80s, that there was this big hiring of like three or four upper management types who had had military backgrounds, and a lot of the policies and procedures started to mimic. Well, but I guess so. But Mike no, was, that was from military, the beginning because that's the yeah. thing is Mike himself is military, so yeah. you know I don't think that that's actually the case. You guys didn't have to go through a physical when you hired in, right? We had to go oh, through probably, a physical. Yeah, I think there was the doctor, actually. Doctor Leggett yeah, when he was I there, there was, at the time. But, there was a great deal of there was a great deal of compassion in that in that single simple move yeah. as far as I'm concerned because I remember a lot of our middle managers and very few whose names I actually remember there was a lot of opportunity for total pettiness okay on that managerial level because you were dealing with dipshit kids yeah. who were like looking to do stupid shit because they could you know they were putting soap they bubbles get away in the with, jungle yeah. cruise see if they get because they were 20 years old of yeah. course they were idiots. Mm-hmm. And there's there's idiots on every generation. And that, so that, that, if you're actually yeah, if you're actually managing these people, there's a great opportunity for you to pop them at every turn because right. they do stupid things. Mike knew this. 
and was just like, yeah, you know, you guys know the way. And he spared us the humiliation because he appreciated the fact that we were dumb idiots who had done something stupid. And probably knew and probably knew we were doing something dumb, and he didn't let us get away with it. We were accountable for it. We were suspended for three days, but we were spared the humiliation, which, by the way, said to me what a, what a, what a great manager he was, yeah. and it's probably the reason why he's still there, without question. And you had a gunfight when you came back? No. Absolutely. Me and Fisher, okay. yeah, pow, 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 right? 